0: Welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where none of us have read the script until you, the audience, see us, the actors, except for me, who's a host, receiving our scripts on screen. It's all cold reading. It's just cold reads all the way down. We are on episode four, the conclusion of Day of the Greeks, written by Joseph Blakey. Cold Cuts is a concept based on our writing partner, Declan Grogan. When we last left off, Sam has hit the stranger with Vincent's car. And as a result, the stranger reveals himself to Vincent as a large goat man and vanishes, leaving Vincent alone to finish the play himself. Surprisingly, however, Sam glimpses the goat man and is actually able to see him for the first time. She confronts Vincent and Vincent explains everything. With her faith in Vincent rewarded, Sam promises to see the play to the finish line. But as the play begins to tumble into chaos, Chuck, Veronica, Jeffrey, and Rowan perform a heist on a furniture store to gather set pieces for the play. Meanwhile, Sam and Vincent attempt to summon the Goatman with the help of Bert via a bonfire ritual. Bert hints that this being may actually be, be related to the great god Dionysus, and they all receive visions. Sam and Vincent see the forces of Dionysus taunt them and challenge them to complete the show by themselves. They also see the dragon of the future and the threat he poses to the forces of the wild. Sam sees the vision and believes it may lead to their answers. Vincent, however, starts to lose faith in his quest and in his own power. As their quest continues, things fall apart from all directions. (laughs) Vincent loses the space. Rowan quits the play. And finally, Sam's parents force her to prioritize her grades over her quest. The show crumbles and the cast members scatter to deal with their mundane high schooler lives while the apocalypse continues to loom. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, here are the actors who are going to bring the conclusion to life. Actors, how are you feeling tonight? Definitely when I call on you, this has been such a chaotic series Uh, where we have so many theories and it could still go anywhere. So I want to hear your theories of what happens tonight. It can be based off what we've seen so far. It can be something completely left field because you're having fun with the material. Just let me know your wildest ideas. I'm not going to to stop you because all of you have such beautiful imaginations. Pretty sure it would be a mortal sin to like not let you exercise that. So our first actor tonight, C. Si Chen. Hello,
1: I'm C and I'm playing Rowan and then whatever assorted adult characters are left. I don't have any predictions, but since I am playing Rowan, I do feel bad that like she, like they bailed out and I am hoping that they come back and redeem themselves. And I want to see this play. So no predictions, just hopes and dreams that may or may not be fulfilled.
0: What do you hope to see in the play?
1: Oh, I want to see this Mad Libs thing I've been thinking of from like two weeks ago. Yeah, if it becomes a Mad Libs play. And I don't know. I just want Dalton to make all the sound effects he possibly can and really contribute that way. Oh, yeah. Spice things up.
0: (gasps) (laughs) Exactly. Look, Dalton, this is the final episode, so just go as hard as you want.
2: (laughs) Oh, ganz genau. Wir können alles machen.
0: I don't speak German.
2: You got it, boss. I got (laughs) you. Indirect translation.
0: Please don't say anything that's gonna make Twitch chat get us shut down.
2: That's just <gasps> enthusiasm, but <Okay>. in German.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Up next we have Brando Crawford. Hi, how are you? I'm good and I can hear you. How are you?
3: Well, I'm doing so well. I'm definitely on my like fifth cup of coffee. I'm in Los Angeles, not in Chicago. I actually wanted to fly out here specifically as like a character choice for Chuck.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that for you. And I love that for Chuck.
3: I don't think he'd be wearing sunglasses in Chicago. That's the thing. So it's like, if he's in LA, it makes a little bit more sense. So that's where we're at. And predictions. I'm predicting I'm predicting some crazy stuff. And it's so crazy that I'm just not going to say it because crazy stuff gets into my brain. And I just, I realized this past week that it's better not to put it out into the world So is to preserve everyone's purity, you know?
0: What purity?
3: I feel like everyone is just like in this cast is really graceful and has like a really positive energy. And I have some dark thoughts about what happens to the cast. I think every character will die. And I'm really worried about this right now. And I just don't want to bring everyone down with my negative.
0: I don't feel like that's negative because I still feel like with the way things are going, that might actually be a distinct possibility.
2: I play Call of Cthulhu, so everyone dying, just just yeah, a one exactly. Shot in I've action. played
0: it too. I've played it too. I've written stuff where really everyone really dies.
3: Emotional, like a really emotional situation where I might have to step away from the camera,
0: and that's valid. We validate that. We that. Because I've got an attachment
3: to these characters, and uh, my happiness is completely associated with the happiness of these characters. So,
0: if you need to walk away, I validate that completely. We'll fill in for you, but. I hope nothing bad happens to them. But as with all apocalypses, we have to prepare for the worst while hoping for the best, I feel. There's a lesson in that. But thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. I don't think that you brought the room down or anything because Delton is next. And Delton, what do you think? Who do you play? What do you think?
2: I play Vincent, and this is totally how he sounds. <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I wasn't expecting us to break up. All of a sudden, so that was a bit of a curveball, and I was it wasn't very nice in the end of everything. Yeah, last time. So, hmm, let's see. <sighs> I'm torn between everyone triumphantly coming together and having an ET moment and like saving the day, or Greek tragedy style, everyone coming all together like one moment too late just to see every each other fail. And then just have to, like, hold hands at the end of the world kind of deal.
0: Maybe one of Vincent, uh, like, done in by Vincent's hubris.
2: Mm, what? Vincent doesn't have any of that.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Vincent, yeah, it's so Greek. Golden I
2: mean, it's... child makes no mistakes.
0: <laughs> it's called Day of the Greeks, not Day of the Disney. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or we could split the difference. Half of the people triumph and live, and the other half dies.
2: Day of the... Greek, Grin, Grizny. You said split in half, so I'm trying to (laughs) combine Greeks and Disney.
0: Day of the Grisney. Yeah, that one. There we go.
2: Put it on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Is Day
0: of the Grisney, isn't that just Hercules? I'm just saying. Think on that while I introduce our next actor, Crystal Lee. Hello,
4: hello, this is Crystal. Uh, Yeah, I'm hung up on Day of the Grisney being Hercules because it's a little too fitting. Hi, I play Bert as well as Ember in the in the series, and I really wish I had some nice concrete predictions. But holy crap, it could fall any which way, like quite literally. I just don't know what's going to happen. I will say things crumbled so entirely that I feel like you can't you can't it's it can't be saved without some sort of supernatural interference. I feel like things are just. Things have gone like we've fallen so low. We're gonna need like a real gust of wind. So I'm like, maybe one of the characters has a secret identity, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know, like just you know, like Goatman, a stranger turned into like a, a satyr. Maybe someone else is just masquerading as like a normal human and will just show up out of and you know just turn into a a, a nice uh, a, a very nice convenient Greek god to help stave off the end of the universe. Because otherwise, I I'm like. My money's kind of on full-on ap- apocalypse, hold hands as we see the end of the world kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Look, the world's going to have to end sometime because exactly. entropy is a thing that exists. It might like, as well end before you have to turn in your assignment, you know? I hope we get an answer to Sam's Shoes.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I want to I want to know what happens with Sam's Shoes, and I want to know where what happens with the stranger, because that's just a whole other ball of crazy.
0: I still want to know if Sam's going to get in the Eva because Rowan doesn't need to get into it again.
5: Sam, get in the robot!
0: Get in the robot,
6: Sam! Get in the robot, That's all. Sam! That's all. Our next actor is Nina Nikolik. Hello, it me, Nina. I play the stranger and Jeffrey. And, oh, well, you know, I mime Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> And I am anticipating some Deus Ex McKenna by way of Jeffrey redeeming himself in Brando's eyes. That's what I anticipate to happen this episode.
0: Interesting. And what do you think Jeffrey's redemption arc will look like?
6: I don't know that quite yet, but maybe considering I play both of them, maybe they are actually the same being deep down in their souls. And so the stranger turning into the Seder will somehow give Jeffrey a voice that is more than knocking shit off tables to piss off Brando. If I may reply to, to um, <laughs> <Yes>. Nina's <laughs> opinion yes, you
3: um I think it's a really good point that Nina's making. We need a healing moment. And, and I think that we do need a healing moment, so I'm considering it and we'll circle back at the end. Um, if you can make note of this, Meredith, because I think that I can probably tell you my opinion with Jeffrey. A new opinion after this yes. episode. Yes, but I really I have will. to watch the you know, read the content and see what Jeffrey <laughs> decides to spew this time
0: of course before
3: making a conclusion.
0: Look, Jeffrey let you down severely. He did you have every right to be angry. And Jeffrey, I just need you to know that you are not necessarily owed forgiveness. That is Absolutely that is not. Shocks. But Jeffrey yes.
6: needs to earn that shit.
0: Yes, Jeffrey needs to earn it, but understand that forgiveness is not necessarily guaranteed and you have to accept that. It is on the person who was harmed to decide whether or not they forgive.
3: I know that we're going to deal with him in action after, but I just wanted to thank you for changing your tone from the end of the last Zoom and really giving it some thought about my personal process with the character of Jeffrey. Because I I actually felt like there was an aggressive, I don't want to call it aggressive, that's in me projecting, okay? But there was there was a visceral response to what I said, and I appreciate that you've, you've taken the time to think about how to address the Jeffrey situation. And that's it. I'm not going to say more.
0: No, I reflected on the fact that my behavior was problematic, <laughs> that I did not take how Chuck had been harmed into consideration. My intent and my impact did not align. And I just want to make Make sure that Chuck realizes that I apologize sincerely to to Chuck and to you, Brando, as an actor, and of course to our audience as well uh, for the harm that I caused in <laughs> defending Jeffrey in a moment of, of what was at, at that point indefensible.
3: That was better so, yes. than every other video apology I've ever received in my life. <gasps> um, so, wow,
2: that's I, I just I'm gonna <laughs> um, take a moment. How
6: have you gotten?
2: This wrap-up episode is going to be a doozy. I
6: can't promise that <laughs> Jeffrey will change <laughs> because I didn't write it. <laughs> I want to hear more about these
4: various apology videos you've received. Right? Like like like,
0: like like, like, put that in the epilogue. We'll put a pin on that because we've got two more actors to introduce. We've got Julia Orsborn.
7: Woo! Hello. <laughs> I play Sam. So. I feel like last week, like, in the middle of the night, like, while I was sleeping, I had this great prediction, and it's completely gone now. My theory at this point on Sam's shoes, though, is what if she just doesn't like the feeling of sand in her shoes, so she took them off and forgot them on the beach? And that's it? That's why her shoes are there. And then she had to go get in the robot, but she just kind of forgot her shoes.
0: Julia, people are cheering for you. They want you in that robot, Julia.
7: I'm gonna get in the robot. Are you gonna? Yeah, she. Get you can't robot? get sand in the in the Ava. No, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get. You gotta no, take off your sandy shoes it's for that. The
0: the soul of your mother will get so mad at you for trolling mud and sand into her robot that houses her soul.
7: Yep, my grades don't matter anymore. I gotta get in the robot. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> sorry for the twenty. 20- 25-year-old spoilers, everybody.
7: But also, like, talking about, like, dark endings, what if we just, like, went into something like the Evangelion ending? Which one? Well, the... (laughs) My favorite. The one that everyone hates.
0: The gooey one. That's the one that makes (laughs) the most sense. Honestly. Honestly, Storyline. Well, maybe everyone just turns (laughs) into goo. (laughs) (laughs) And then the goo becomes self-aware. We'll see. (laughs) mckenna you're the last actor to be introduced hi
5: Tanse, everyone Tanse, i'll speak listen if he gets to speak german i gotta speak mitchett for one word Tanse or tansy or tanish everyone mckenna dischenica shun aka hi i'm mckenna she her i play veronica and my prediction uh absolutely nothing will happen we will all be seeing a Uh, a 30-minute Gregorian chant. We will be given the script in Gregorian chant style with the different blocks of sizes and and weights, and we will be singing for 30 minutes. Or we will go on a Greek chorus-style monologue that is just going to be the author's diary page from about three weeks ago. That
0: is my prediction. I would love that, actually. It would be probably the most avant-garde thing that we have done on this show, and I am all for experimenting.
5: Wait, but what was the name of the language? The language is Michif, so it is a language of the Métis people of Canada. There are many forms of Michif, and there are many forms of Métis. And I speak French Michif. That is a combination of
0: Cree and French. Awesome. Thank you for telling us that. So if nobody else has any predictions, platform, send the actors their final scripts. Actors, when you receive it, give me a thumbs up. Chapter four, final chapter of Day of the Greeks. Dancing in the Apocalypse. Interior, Sam's room, day. Sam lays alone in her bed, corpse-like. The lights in her room are off. Sam's mother comes in. Sam, one of
1: your friends is here.
0: Sam checks her phone and goes downstairs. Interior, Sam's living room, day. Sam opens the front door to Rowan. Hi. Hi. Interior, Sam's room, day. Sam sits on her bed in her room. Rowan sits on a chair.
1: I'm sorry about how things were left.
0: No problem. I heard you quit too. Everyone
7: did. Things just fell apart. I don't know. Sam nods her head. I'm scared. But you were right. We have other responsibilities. We put too much on ourselves. Probably.
1: Maybe we can save the world later one day, you know?
7: Yeah, Maybe. A pause. Why do you say that? The show fell apart because of me. I screwed it all up. You didn't screw anything up. I feel like I did. Sam tries to hold back, crying. Sam? I feel like... I'm driving. And it's all going dark. And I can't see where I'm going. But I have to look like I know where I'm going. And so, every day, I wake up too early, get dressed, walk to school... And I put on a mask so that nobody suspects anything. So that people think I'm normal. And it works. Sam breaks down. But I'm so tired. I'm so tired of hiding every day. I know you're just supposed to be yourself, but I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know how to take off the mask.
1: Maybe... Your mask doesn't need to hide who you are. Maybe it can... I don't know. Shout it.
0: How do I do that?
1: I don't know. It's yours. No one else's. You get to make it however you want.
0: Sam looks at her for a moment. She doesn't quite understand what she is saying, but she doesn't reject it outright either.
1: I don't know what else to say, but I'm here. You don't need to put anything on for me.
0: Sam and Rowan sit together. No words, just two friends in silence. Sam looks forward at the Lego set in her room. She looks at it for a bit longer. Her eyes light up a bit. One more vision of the beach in the post-apocalyptic future, but this time... Exterior, polluted beach, night. Sam walks across the beach with the dragon in the distance. She goes toward the nearby woods and sees her white sneakers. Nearby, she picks up a buried piece of red plastic. She rubs the dirt off to reveal a Lego piece. She looks up toward the industrial plant and sees a sign with a business portrait of an older Ember. An image of Ember in the cafeteria. Another one of her in class. Sam walks past the living room toward the front door. Sam watches the news on a TV set.
6: Now, a number of activists have criticized your upcoming expansion into the Typhon Forest Reserve and what it could do for the surrounding neighborhoods.
2: As stated before, we've had multiple conversations with local and state governments. We have their full permission, and we intend to follow up.
0: Interior, Sam's room. Day. Sam snaps back to her room with Rowan. Emperor.
7: Draco, it's here. It always has been. We can bring the show back. What? My vision. The end of the world. I know how it happens. Vision? Sam gets her backpack and starts packing. I figured it out. We just need to get the rest of the cast and- Sam, we don't have time. We need a week of tech and we don't even have space. We don't need any of that. What do you mean? Today. That's all we need. Sam. Just trust me on
0: this. One day. Interior. Sam's living room. Day. A packet drops on a table. Sam and Rowan stand in Sam's living room with Sam's mother and father. What's this? My source project.
7: What I've done right now bibliography, analysis, all of it. Rowan helped me with what I missed in class.
3: Sam? Sam?
7: Can you give me one afternoon? Just today. I can study tomorrow and the rest of the weekend, but I need this. Just one night with my friends.
0: Sam's mother and father look at each other.
3: One day. Be back before 11.
0: Thank you. Sam and Rowan rush out the door. Exterior, Chuck's apartment. Day. Sam, Rowan, and Bert stand outside Chuck's apartment. Chuck! Hey, Chuck! Chuck? He's not answering. I can see that. What do we do? Bert moves to the front door and takes out lockpicking tools from his coat and uses them on the front door. The door opens. Did you just. Is that legal? Bert walks inside. Sam and Rowan enter after Bert. Interior Chuck's living room, bedroom. Day. Bert, Sam, and Rowan walk through Chuck's living room. They follow a sound of crying and a ukulele to a bedroom. They slowly open the door. Chuck sits on the floor playing. Oh, shit. Chuck, are you all right? I'm fine. <laughs> Bert, Rowan, and Sam all sit down on the floor with Chuck. You're crying.
3: Yeah, like, a bit. I'm just,
5: just sad about the show.
1: We're all sad about the show. It was
3: just meant it, was meant... it meant so much to me, you know? Like, well, I'm glad you guys came. How would you guys get in?
4: Uh, yeah, I picked the lock.
3: Oh. Good thinking.
0: Chuck holds in for a second longer. He then totally breaks down, ugly crying in cartoonish fashion. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. Chuck crumbles into Bert's arms, his head burrowed in Bert's coat. Bert holds him, somewhat uncomfortably. Uh, hey, hey, it's, uh, it's okay.
5: Why oh, I you feel so sad.
0: It's
4: uh, it's okay to feel sad. I feel so vulnerable right now. It's, uh,
7: it's, it's okay
4: to be vulnerable.
7: Chuck, I've got some good news. I think we might be able to- Just
1: give him a moment, okay, Sam?
0: Yeah, okay. Chuck cries it out. They continue to sit on the floor with him. Exterior, the lighthouse, afternoon. A closed sign on the front door. Next to it reads, Coming soon! New Sereno Cafe, subsidiary of Draco Corporation. Reveal the lighthouse as the site being closed. Vincent sits on the bench, facing it. Sam dashes to the lighthouse and sees Vincent. Vincent! Vincent! Vincent turns to face her. Sam? Vincent, listen. We don't have a lot of time, but I think
7: we can save the show.
2: I'm so sorry, Sam. I I said a lot of mean things, and I... I It's here!
7: the dragon, the plant. It's all here. This is where it starts. Draco isn't targeting us, Vincent. It's targeting the town. Here.
2: I don't understand.
7: Ember. It's her, somehow. She's supposed to get a call from Draco. An internship with them.
2: Ember? I don't think she'd ever...
7: Yeah, but what if that internship sends her down a path and she becomes... Assimilated like that alien thing in The Thing. This is it.
2: Sam, we need to-
7: We don't need the stage, the woods, the park. We put the play on here.
2: Where there is no cell reception.
7: Exactly. We stop that call from ever happening.
2: Can't they just call her back?
7: They won't. They're selective. They only call once. She either picks it up or she doesn't. That's it, Vincent. We can show someone a different way and take them from the system.
2: We don't even have a script.
7: Then write
0: something.
2: What do I write?
0: What do you want to write about? Exterior, woods, day. Vincent and Rowan bike down into the woods. There, the gang has already set camp by the Fiat. Bert has brought large bags of tools and wood. Jeffrey has brought his cardboard box of makeshift lighting and sound equipment. Vincent and Rowan park their bikes in the center of the action. The rest of the actors swarm around them. Vincent hands pages out to each of their actors. Veronica, Chuck, and Rowan.
2: Uh, okay everyone, here are your parts. They're pretty similar to what we've rehearsed, but a few minor changes, and I'll go over each of them with you.
7: Okay, we have one hour to get ready. Vincent, did you get her to come?
2: Uh, yeah, she's coming. I got confirmation.
7: Great. Jeffrey, you have the
0: walkie-talkies? Jeffrey nods his head and unloads a box filled with walkie-talkies. Each character gets a walkie-talkie.
7: We'll use these to communicate. Set up camp. Go over your parts. Let's save the world.
0: They all run off to positions. Sam runs in another direction. Vincent and Rowan follow her, puzzled. Sam moves to the familiar spot of grass and takes off her remaining white sneakers, leaving them in the dirt as well as a small Lego piece.
7: Look, all we need to do is create a moment, a single moment of time now. Okay, we do that. The community is gonna have something to remember. We're gonna have something to remember so that the battles five, 10, 20 years from now, we're gonna look back on this and see that we won. We already fucking won and there's nothing they can do about it. It looks small and it is small, But it does have an impact. It has an enormous impact, and we just don't see it yet. We're going to make the show. We're going to give it to that audience, and we're going to fuck them in the face with it, consensually. We're going to consensually fuck them in the face.
0: Vincent and Rowan nod and leave to help the crew. Sam moves to a familiar spot of grass and takes off her remaining white sneakers. She presses her bare feet into the dirt. Crouches down and closes her eyes to feel the earth. Exterior, woods, night. Sam opens her eyes and hears thunder. She looks around and sees the woods decimated in the future. Out of her, she sees the industrial plant, and past it, the valley. Goatmen emerge from the burnt trees around Sam. Sam hears a rumbling, and the valley in front of her crumbles. The eldritch dragon emerges from it and gives out a terrible Roar! The goatmen bleat in terror.
6: <coughs> dyphone, 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 dyphone.
0: Sam looks up at the dragon. And exterior woods, day. She is back in the present. Rowan approaches her. You all right? This is going to work. Exterior stage in the woods, night. Audiences start to trickle in. The stage is lit with Christmas lights. Bert's gambling crew and the dance students from earlier all gather in sections of the audience. Families and friends bring folding chairs and blankets. A small, modest audience. Sam sees that her parents have come with two folding chairs of their own. My parents are here. Ember also arrives at the folding chair and holding a baby. The cast observes.
2: Is that a baby? It's her brother. It was the only way I could get her to come.
7: Oh, he's adorable. really irresponsible. Remember, she stays for the duration of the show. Make sure she doesn't leave.
2: Got it.
0: Sam tosses Vincent a walkie-talkie.
2: I'll keep you posted.
0: Vincent leaves the stage to socialize with the audience. He walks up to Ember.
2: Hey, hey dude!
0: Oh, Vincent!
2: Nice to see you, my friend.
0: Uh, yeah, you too.
2: Oh, he's cute, isn't he?
0: The baby looks at Vincent and smiles. Oh, someone's happy. Vincent gives Ember a fake smile. Exterior, backstage in the woods, night. Chuck fiddles with his walkie-talkie. He picks up a transmission. We hear a voice.
4: Oh, 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 crap. Oh, crap. What? Uh, park guards are on duty tonight.
3: Which means? It means if any of the park guards see us, we get shut down. We don't have a permit. Crap.
7: Do we have any
0: park guards in our area? There's a building to the north. A park guard is stationed there. Jeffrey pulls out a tiny gong and bangs it with a small mallet, getting the group's attention. What is it, Jeffrey? Jeffrey makes a series of whistling sounds, similar to a bird. (whistles) Oh. He says he can grab him. Grab him? And put him
4: in a bag. A bag? Eh, yeah, yeah.
0: Jeffrey holds up a large cloth bag. Why would- No! Put that away! Jeffrey puts the bag away and sticks his tongue out at Sam. I can stall him. But we need you on stage. My part is not on for a while.
5: All I need to do is buy you some time, right? I'll be back before my first line. Okay. Go.
0: Go! Veronica runs off. Sam, Chuck, and Rowan look to the audience, ready to perform. Jeffrey cracks open one of his light contraptions and the show opens. Exterior, stage in the woods, night. <laughs> Vincent and Imber sit together. Imber holds her baby brother. Vincent smiles at the opening of the show, but then he smells something. He sniffs again to be sure. He looks at the baby brother who gives him a big mischievous smile. Vincent scowls at him. Exterior, Park Security Office, night. A security officer stands watch, bored. He looks off and sees lights. He starts walking over in the direction of the stage. He hears a yell in pain. He turns around and sees Veronica, who has fallen over.
3: Oh my god, are you okay?
5: He pulls her up. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just...
3: Okay, I'm going to get my uh, first aid kit.
0: Thank you so much. He runs off. She looks down at her cell phone and sees that she has three bars. Exterior, stage in the woods, night. Vincent has gotten out of sight from the audience. He gives the cast an update from the walkie-talkie.
2: I'm telling you she's going to have to leave.
0: That can't happen.
2: What am I supposed to do? Change your brother for her?
0: I don't know. Figure something out. Vincent hangs up. He looks back at Ember and her brother. Okay. He walks back to Ember.
4: Oh, hey, can you save my seat? I'm gonna need to change him.
2: I can take care of it. I don't want you to miss the show.
4: Oh, wh- really?
2: Yeah, I'm the diaper-changing master.
0: Uh, uh, okay, uh, here. Hmm. Ember hands Vincent the baby wipes and spare diapers. Vincent takes a hold of all of it and walks off. Exterior. Backstage in the woods. Night. Sam looks down at her cell phone and sees she has reception. Chuck is on the walkie-talkie with Veronica.
3: Uh, why is the reception working?
0: I don't know. I guess they fixed it. Fixed it? She cannot get that call. Bert stands up. I know where this tower is.
7: Uh, I can go investigate. You think you can turn it back off? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I've done it before. Okay.
0: Go. Now! Mm. Bert runs off to disable the cell tower. Exterior, park security office, night. Vincent runs toward the building where he can change the baby's diaper. He matches eyes with Veronica. Both are shocked. The security guard comes by with a first aid kit. Vincent moves out of sight.
3: Okay, here you go.
0: Thank you. Uh, I think I'm good to walk.
3: Okay, I'm gonna need to check up on...
0: The guard almost sees Vincent, but Veronica screams. The guard is startled. Veronica starts laughing uncontrollably.
5: (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought I saw something. Okay.
0: Vincent tries to open the door to the building, but it's locked. He walks into frame again. The guard almost sees him again. (laughs) Oh my god, God, there it is! (laughs) She points behind him, away from Vincent. He turns to see and Vincent signals to Veronica that the door is locked. Right there! I don't see it. He turns. Vincent moves out of sight. He turns back and Veronica uses this opportunity to snatch his keys and toss them to Vincent. Vincent heads into the bathroom. He puts the baby on the table with the spare diaper and wipes. He takes a deep breath. (gasps) Exterior, radio tower, night. Bert arrives at the radio tower. He looks up and realizes he has to climb it. Without hesitation, he begins to scale the tower with a pair of scissors in his mouth. He gets to the top and fiddles with a machine. On it reads, Powered by Draco. He pulls out his scissors and checks the different wires.
4: All right, which one is this?
0: Uh, Bert, in a moment of blind faith, cuts a wire. Blast! The shock of electricity blasts Bert in the face. He tumbles down the tower like an actor from the silent era. His coat catches on to something and spirals out of control. He grabs hold of a tree branch, coatless. The branch holds his weight for one, two, three seconds before he falls again, landing flat on his face on the ground. Exterior, backstage in the woods, night. At the stage, all the lights suddenly shut off. The entire stage, including the audience, is in pitch black. Rowan approaches and addresses Sam. I don't know. We need to find Bert. Rowan runs off to find Bert. Exterior, near parts security, night. At the corner of the building, Veronica leans on the building, pretending to pay attention to the security guard.
3: Yeah, uh, but you know my girlfriend has been really supportive of this whole thing. It's just that I need to get out of my parents' house. I feel like I'm in total limbo.
0: Yeah, I totally get how you're feeling. Exterior, radio tower, night. Bert recovers from his fall. From the ground, he pulls his head up. He hears a menacing growl from in front of him. His eyes immediately whiten. His body darts up like a meerkat. Facing him, six feet away, is a large black bear. (sighs) Rowan collapses down behind a hill where she can scope out the situation.
2: Uh, Watch the language. No swearing.
0: Exterior, audience in the woods, night. Back at the stage, the power is still out. Ember sits in the audience, confused. Bert's gambling crew uses a lighter to give themselves some light and have a game. (laughs) The dance students look around the space, confused and unsure of what to do. Exterior, radio tower, night. Back at the radio tower, Bert maintains strong eye contact with the bear. Bert looks at the bear, the bear looks at him. Neither are backing down. Rowan stays prone at a nearby hill. She communicates on her walkie-talkie. Any update? No,
1: neither of them are
0: moving. What the hell are we supposed to do?
2: Language. No swearing.
0: We hear the sound of a baby on the walkie-talkie. Chuck comes over to Rowan. What's going on? Bert ran into a bear.
3: Oh, fuck.
0: The walkie-talkie utters a static mumble. Bert starts to square up, making himself and his black coat look as large as possible.
1: Wait, something's happening.
0: Bert doesn't break eye contact with the bear. The bear stays for a moment. He turns, slowly walking back from where he came from. When the bear is finally out of sight, Bert takes a breath. A crazed look in his eye remains and a single tear runs down his cheek. Rowan and Chuck walk down the hill to Bert.
4: He he won't be coming back. Mm
0: -mm. Rowan, Chuck, did you check on Bert? Uh, I, I got this. Go. Rowan and Chuck run back towards the stage. Exterior, stage in the woods, night. Jeffrey sees his friends in struggle. He sees the audience, patiently waiting but starting to get tired. His eyes suddenly widen, as if a light switched on. He runs to the Fiat and grabs an exercise ball. He runs back to the lighting and sound station. He rubs his hair against the exercise ball until it starts to stick up. He places his head of hair onto an open circuit. Power returns. Sam gasps a sigh of relief. Exterior, park security office, night. Vincent finally succeeds in changing the baby's diaper. Veronica continues to talk to the security guard. Mm, Well, thank you for helping me out. Veronica steps outside and peers over at the side of the building. She sees Vincent run off with the baby away from the frame and into the distance. She gives off a smug smile.
3: Mm-mm. No problem. It's my job. Gotta make sure you guys We got a
6: report of a public gathering violation. Can someone check it out?
3: <clears throat> got it covered.
6: Veronica snatches the guard's key and climbs up the side of the building.
3: What the Get down. I need those.
0: Veronica stands on the roof of the building, swinging the keys and dancing.
5: <laughs> I'm Mary fucking Wow.
0: Exterior, stage in the woods, night. The audience watches the, the show on stage. Ember looks around for Vincent, worried about her brother. Vincent arrives and gives the baby back to Ember. Ember's cell phone. The time turns from 743 to 744. Exterior, radio tower, night. Bert grabs hold of the ladder of the radio tower. He climbs onto it one more time. He fiddles with the machine again, this time certain about the various cords and wires. Okay, it's this one. Bert takes his scissors and cuts another wire. Exterior, stage in the woods, night. Ember's cell phone buzzes. The caller ID reads Draco. Ember doesn't see this. Oh, crap, it's my phone. Ember steps away, leaving Vincent with her brother. Ember answers her phone, only for the call to get cut off. Hello? Oh, God, the service here. Exterior, backstage in the woods, night. Sam looks at Ember in the audience, putting her phone down. Something's wrong. That can't be it. Chuck and Rowan arrive. Chuck gets a call from Veronica on his walkie-talkie. Rowan, something's wrong. It didn't work.
7: What's it at work?
3: Veronica, where are you?
5: I'm tied up here. Uh, I'm not going to be able to go on. Shit. There's not a chance? Uh, Nope. I'm stuck up here. You need to put someone in my place.
3: Roger, um, that's impossible. No one has your part.
0: Chuck looks at Sam. His eyes light up.
3: Uh, Sam, you know the play, right?
0: What?
7: Yeah, she knows the whole script. The whole thing? I mean, a bit, yeah. I'm not a savant if that's what you're thinking, but... Can you do it? Sam hesitates, then nods her head. Yeah, I I can do it. What do you need? Um,
0: I need a script, a pen, and some water. Beautiful. Chuck leads Sam towards the stage. He gives her a script. He runs off. Sam opens the script and crouches down, shaking in fear. Image. The dragon vaporizes several goatmen. The dragon then vaporizes Vincent, Chuck, Bert, Jeffrey, Veronica, Rowan, and herself, leaving her shoes in the dirt. Backstage, Sam paces, memorizing lines and marking them with a pen. Chuck hands her a water bottle and she drinks from it. Time slows down. Sam takes a breath and steps forward. Exterior, stage in the woods, night. Sam makes her entrance on stage. Ember and Sam's parents watch. Veronica sees Sam perform from the security office roof. Hi. Um, did you see what was... She stops and looks at the audience. Chuck watches from offstage left. No, wait. Uh, that's not my line. Shit. Uh, hi! Um... The audience stares at her. Sam's eyes widen like a deer in headlights. Yes. Now, do you honestly think that I'm supposed to
7: take you seriously for what? Wait, no, sorry. Um, no, he hasn't come on yet. She stops. Complete silence. Wow. Is this for real? Fuck. Uh,
0: wait, shit. Um... Sam locks eyes with her parents. Her parents smile uncomfortably. Have
7: a great night, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. I love these people. She gestures to backstage. Not in a sexual way. Maybe in a sexual way?
0: I don't know. I'm in high school. Silence. I'm gonna go off now. Thank you. Sam bows and makes her exit. Exterior, backstage in the woods, night. Sam walks backstage and immediately collapses in shock. Chuck and Rowan hurry to her. Oh my god, are you okay? Yeah. Sam slowly recovers from shock, smiles and laughs to herself, relaxed. I made him fool of myself, didn't I?
3: Total fool.
0: Chuck smiles and puts his hand on her shoulder, assuringly. Ember meets Sam's eye from across the stage. She looks down for a moment and chuckles. Suddenly, beautiful light blasts Sam's face and gusts of wind blow her hair back like the residue of a rocket. She starts to float, flying away from the stage. Exterior, polluted beach, day. Suddenly, Sam is on the beach, but this time, she sees a bright sun. She hears a terrible roar behind her. She turns and sees the eldritch dragon writhing in pain. Boatmen start to emerge from the wilds and rally behind Sam. Fuck you! (laughs) A piercing beam of sunlight penetrates the dragon. The goatman bleat excitedly.
5: <gasps> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you!
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: another beam of light and then another beam hit the dragon until he crumbles into nothing. Time begins to rewind. The tide comes back and the starfish go back into the sea. Dead grass and trees turn from gray back to natural green. A blue sky returns and the goat men disappear into the wilds. She smiles and laughs, laughs victoriously. <laughs> yes! Yes! Exterior, backstage in the woods, night. Sam lands backstage, suddenly back in the present. Past the stage in the woods, she sees a dark figure standing in the distance. The stranger, crowned in a wreath of grapes, looking right at her, smiling. He disappears into the trees. She gets out of her costume pieces and sneaks around the stage toward the audience. I'm going to sit in the audience. I want to see the rest of it exterior stage in the woods night sam walks off and sits on the grass next to her parents her mother and father embrace her i'm okay i'm okay mom ember glances at sam and her parents from a distance she looks at her friends on stage and cannot stop smiling the show ends and the actors all take their bows sam looks at her mother and father who both smile at her exterior backstage in the woods night a few minutes pass. Backstage, Rowan, Veronica, Chuck, and Jeffrey all start congratulating each other. Chuck, tears in his eyes, grabs hold of Rowan, Bert, and Jeffrey and gives them a beautiful man hug.
5: Guys,
3: I'm so proud of you. Look what my mom brought.
0: He reveals a basket of baked goods. You made these? Maybe. Bert comes back from his corner around the stage. He is still a little shaken from his encounter with a bear.
1: Bert. You looked really brave out there.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Rowan hugs him. She glances at the stage and sees the stolen furniture. We're going
1: to return the furniture, right?
0: Jeffrey shrugs. Sam joins the rest of the group. She joins a group hug with the rest of the cast.
7: Rowan, it worked. It worked? The play worked! It saved the world!
0: It saved the world? Yeah! That's awesome! Rowan doesn't know what Sam is talking about. Chuck, it worked! We saved the world! We did? Yes, we did!
5: We did!
0: Huzzah! You want to try one of these? Um, You want to try one of these? Chuck tries to place a muffin in her mouth unsuccessfully. She takes it. Chuck passes by her and joins the rest of the cast. Jeffrey pulls out a keyboard and starts playing a beautiful tune. Sam stands by herself, looking at her friends. She smiles, then furrows her brow. Puzzled. Exterior, bonfire in the woods, night. An hour or so has passed. The scene is lit by a fire, the cast is lit. Jeffrey still plays his song. Sam goes over to the collection of props and grabs a pair of white shoes of paint all over them. She crouches in a corner out of sight from everyone and ties the shoes on. Chuck, Rowan, and Bert all sit and laugh at the fire. Sam moves away from the cast and sits on the ground alone. Rowan sees her by herself and walks over to join her. Everything all right? Yeah. You're sitting here all by yourself? Yep. You mind if I sit with you? No, sure. Rowan sits on the ground with her. They sit in silence. Thank you, Rowan. For what? Nothing. Sam holds Rowan's hand. Rowan reaches her hand out slowly to Sam's face but lowers it. Sam grabs her hand, places it on her cheek, and closes her eyes. They continue to sit in silence. From a distance over, Veronica watches over them. Chuck walks over to her. Veronica chuckles and smiles at Chuck. She looks down and grabs Chuck's hand.
3: Why are you holding my hand?
0: I just, uh... Need to hold someone's hand right now. Chuck smiles calmly.
3: It's okay. I'm not going anywhere.
0: They both look forward and watch over Sam and Rowan. (sighs) What an uh, exciting role she played today. Exterior, woods, night. Some more time has passed. Sam joins Vincent on the log. We did it.
2: We did?
7: It worked. Your play, it saved the world. But how do you know? I had a vision. The dragon, the fire, it ended.
2: What did it feel like?
7: Like jumping off the diving board in the pool. Like everything was going to work out somehow. Oh. What's wrong?
2: I didn't see it. Your vision.
7: I'm so sorry, Vincent.
2: You did a great job, Sam.
7: It's your show,
0: too.
2: I wish I could have done more.
0: I wish you could see what I see. Sam and Vincent look at each other. Vincent remains lost. Stay on Sam's colorful shoes. Fade to exterior Graymore High School day. Open on Sam's shoes, but on a pavement in the day. Sam sits alone at a curb during outdoor lunch. She glances at a graded source project. C+. Plus. She puts it away. Instead of wearing the white, grayish clothes she wore in her introduction, she wears torn jeans, a bright yellow shirt, a bandana, suspenders, and rings. Imber approaches her.
4: Uh, hey, you are in that play, right? Hey... Oh no, you saw that? No, no, it was it was tons of fun. It was great to see people putting themselves out there. Yeah. How'd it
0: feel after the play ended? <laughs> I mean,
7: I'm alive.
0: <laughs> cool. Ember leaves her. Sam looks and sees other students sitting, standing, and talking from a distance. She closes her eyes and listens for a minute, similar to Veronica on the roof. Sounds of footsteps and cars. Sam opens her eyes and smiles. She puts on headphones and starts to play music. Another sunny rock song begins to play. Sam's foot taps to the music. She stands up and starts to dance. Sam's shoes walk on the sidewalk and beat to the music. Her dancing starts slow and then gets more energetic and frantic, resembling stimming. She looks at the May sun and feels its warmth on her face. She is alive. She is alive. She is alive. She dances and dances at the camera, lifts up at the sky. Fade out. End of chapter four. End of Day of the Greeks.
2: Woo! Woo! I'm so What
6: happened? I
2: am waking up from a fever dream.
6: So the stranger just disappeared, turned into a satyr, disappeared, and was just like, I'm just going to lurk for the rest of this.
2: I'm watching you. <laughs> Just lurking in I the feed. I can't
6: believe Brando
7: Chuck called it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That,
2: that was a really
3: job. emotional moment for me. And um yeah, that's all I, I can say.
7: I also called Sam getting vaporized, and that's why her shoes were there.
3: True. True. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Crazy. Crazy stuff. I'm really glad that Chuck got the, the arc you wanted.
3: Yeah, um but right. I think
0: the the big question that is lingering is: Do you feel like Jeffrey redeemed himself or not?
3: That's a really hard question to answer because I don't recall Jeffrey being in this episode at all. <laughs> so how could he redeem himself?
6: He's still in the forest playing his keyboard <laughs> until the end of time.
3: <laughs> Listen, can someone get Joe Blakey on the line? Can we can we get Joe Blakey on? We the get line him right next now? week. Brando? Next week? No, 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 not next week. I mean now.
4: Didn't he? Didn't he save the he circuit? Jurassic
3: Park? The uh,
2: the circuit board.
4: He say he's like yeah. He he electrocuted himself for the to put the lights on at the on the stage. <laughs> Jeffrey gave his life. He gave his <laughs> life for the cause. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Brando. He gave his life for the
0: cause. All right, I, I don't have I don't have <laughs> email. I'm sorry.
3: We're not we're not waiting till next week about Jeffrey. Everything else can wait. Everything else can wait. Not, not Jeffrey. <laughs> Hey uh Joe.
0: Brando. Yeah, Brando, if you have his contact information, he might also be lurking in chat.
3: Joe, can you hear me? He's on the line. He's on the line. Joe? Yeah. hello? Hey Joe, um I know we're doing a Q&A next week, um but there's just something that I I won't be able to sleep this week if I don't ask you. Um is it okay that I ask you just one question real quick? Yeah, you're li- Yeah, sure. What's, what's the question? Okay. So there's a character that's just um personally really important to me and really to all the cast. And that's the character of Jeffrey. Yes. Jeffrey. Okay. Jeffrey doesn't appear in the final episode and it's, it's just taking an emotional toll on me right now. Did you have any, as a writer, any thought of like what might happen to Jeffrey, just so we can know, like imagine it's me calling Damon Lindelof after Lost and asking about, you know, what happened to Mr. Echo. Like, that's what's happening right now. And you just need to grant uh, this to me. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, I mean, Jeffrey's in the episode. Of course, he doesn't talk uh, at all. So that's kind of the thing. But uh, to me, I think that Jeffrey is. He, he's the turn of the of this story. He's sort of. You know, all the characters have their marks and their growth. The journey's But Jeffrey's already there and he's just there to he have a good time. Joey, <laughs> this means so much to me right now. Thank you for putting the energy into that thoughtful response. I'm gonna let you answer all the questions next week. <laughs> I really just needed that right now. Talk soon, brother.
0: Alright. Thank all you, right, Joe.
3: Thank soon. you, thank you.
0: Well that cleared up everything. <laughs> everything. I love
3: yeah. <laughs> I love that that just happened. Oh my God. I literally feel like I'm talking to like God himself I when I just that did just
0: that. I p- was like,
3: yeah. And he, he did it. And he was like willing to, to answer.
0: So anyway, we got the two shipping in the end. Good job, Chuck and Veronica. Good job, Chuck Sam and Veronica.
4: That was a surprise. Horse. I
7: felt like that one was coming.
4: You knew that one was, that that one surprised me. I I just, every once in a while, I kept
7: getting the vibes. Like, there was one point, there was a moment early on with Chuck and Veronica, and I was like, I see where this is going. I don't even remember what moment it was. It was, like, maybe the second episode or something, but
5: I remember sitting there and being like, dump
6: Vincent for Chuck?
5: Yeah. Oh, oh my
6: gosh. And then Chuck swooped in with coolness.
5: I think she dumped Vincent, and then Chuck was pretty cool. Like, there was a moment.
6: (laughs) Look, Chuck
0: also makes baked goods and is a sensitive guy yes. that can cry and play ukulele. <laughs>
4: yeah, I think Veronica upgraded. Like, baked goods? Come on.
5: It was pretty good. Listen, Veronica, yeah. she likes to smoke. He likes to bake. They could start a lucrative business.
0: There you go.
2: <laughs> Baking and getting baked.
0: Also, uh, good job to Bert for facing his fear of bears. I am so proud of Bert. <laughs> So happy for Bert. Like, that, good for him. Good for him. Good for
4: him, honestly.
0: So I have a prediction that kind of blends a a couple of different theories in. Vincent doesn't get the vision. What if things have now changed to where, like, instead of Ember being the harbinger of the apocalypse, what if Vincent now takes on that role? Dang it,
7: Vincent.
2: I have to go look at the first script in my files because there was a note wasn't in the hit in vincent's vision weren't the shoes red and then during the play mm-hmm. they were right and then paint got on them yep. and then they got red yep I'm dang it at, vincent like, literature interpretation oh, right.
6: like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm, confirmed.
0: exactly so that's what i'm saying is there might be two they might be looking at two different futures
4: oh my god
0: what if the fact that Vincent can't see the visions anymore now means that the role of Apocalypse, her, you know, the, the one that, that starts it all, isn't Ember anymore? What if now it's Vincent and that's why he can't see the future?
4: Yeah, like, it, it, <sighs> Vincent. Vincent didn't have the, like, I thought Vincent would have a bigger part to play in it, but like, yeah. he just, he didn't it have, It turned like, into the Sam show. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm all like, for that. so
4: shocking that. It's shocking that Vincent was just disconnected from like the 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 few destiny changing stuff going on. So yeah, maybe what if next week it's supposed to be just like a Q&A epilogue interview, he like Joe just pops up and goes, "Psych, here's another
5: script." Bam.
2: Hey, oh, no. we don't know what was in that baby's pants. We don't know what I got rid of.
5: <laughs> the apocalypse.
2: <What? laughs> just baby Eldritch Dragon in the
0: the baby no. pooped out a dragon. <laughs> Oh, interesting. From Joe. Joe has said that all characters are on the spectrum except for Rowan.
7: Interesting. I kind of like, I kept thinking it. So, I mean, I knew from my character sheet that Sam was autistic, but yeah. unknowingly. And so I was like, I feel like everybody else is except for Rowan.
0: So I'm guessing that that was part of what, what her, because um, at the beginning there was like like accommodations that she needed to have made in school it may even if she's not aware that she has autism there's always comorbidities like anxiety things like that where that would require accommodations so
2: See? <laughs> See? <laughs> you weren't cold you were frozen you've you've been in the freezer
1: See?
4: oh man you were beyond cold all
1: right we were See? we got to saw originally... episode
2: to episode
1: Okay, so like I heard people say something about a character sheet at one point and I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. But then you like said it very like intentionally this time. I was like, what? Do we, were we just I could
7: have sent you the character sheet because I was originally Rowan. What well, you okay? Because I said like, the last minute. Too. I have Rowan's character sheet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just have been <laughs> sitting on two character sheets this whole time. Well, it's too late now.
2: <laughs> no, we can come on. Let's just do a bonus, like, all four acts all the, acts all the, the way the through beginning.
7: tonight. You were pretty spot on, though, like, with the character sheet. Like, Rowan's just, like, I think it said that she's just kind of there for the ride. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rowan's just the passenger that, like, unconsciously holds the handle on <laughs> when they're making a turn.
0: So I guess we got confirmation, too, that the the stranger is probably, in fact, Dionysus. He's got his grapes. Sick.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyone else
0: have any alternate theories or are we all kind of united on that front? We're just waiting for season two. Brando.
3: Oh, no, I just wanted to say that I, I, I did really visualize this series finale. Like I, I got super into the visual, visual aspect of it and following it. And um, I mean, like literally, there was something really, really special about the development of the characters and getting to this conclusion. And um, And again, visually imagining what was happening it it felt really satisfying. And I I just want to commend um, Joe on the other side, who was answering my questions, but I wanted to speak rather than here directly and with everyone, just that it was a really, a really cool story to visualize and the characters Mm -hmm. were so distinct Mm -hmm. and fun. And I'm going to need some, besides, you know, the answers on Jeffrey, I cannot wait for the Q&A, but there was definitely like a pacing to this that felt really Brilliant. And I I really loved this conclusion. And and it felt satisfying and that everyone mm. did win. Sorry to like get like in like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just I, I I loved it. I loved it quite a bit. So animated series win. We, we won. We won. Didn't we win? No, no that's what I'm
0: saying. Animated series, animated series win. Like we already have
6: proof of concept here. Come on. Isn't Bert now the bear whisperer? Oh
4: my god, he might be. That was like a maybe next up for him is like a how to train your dragon moment. Yeah.
6: How to train your bear. Encounter.
0: Yeah, how to train your bear. But all of all of you had even the even the characters like Rowan who who were there for the ride but still having fun got really awesome arcs. And we are going to have to wrap things up for tonight. I know everything that you were going to say and wanted to say next week we will be talking with Joe, so come with your questions. This is not going to be a me just sitting there asking him and answering while the cast watches. This is going to be an active discussion between all of us. So come with your questions. Come with your questions, answers, ideas. Show him some animators that you think might be great for putting this together. As the, I know that this was originally envisioned as a movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We've all proven it can be done. Let's get some animation in there. Let's get a CGI dragon. Destroyed by CGI Goatman. Just saying, <laughs> but it has been wonderful working with all of you. I'm going to be very sad, work, you know, saying goodbye next week, but we're going to have a, a great time. Come with your ideas, come with your questions, come with your theories about what happens after. Thanks again, everyone. Make sure to subscribe to us on Twitch because we are affiliates and we could use the love and support. If you love and support indie theater, like we love and support you. Show some love right back. Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing producer, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torsiello. Day of the Greeks is written by Joseph Blakey, who had a cameo earlier. (laughs) We do this every Saturday. And every Tuesday, the videos are posted on YouTube and the audio will be available on all streaming platforms. So I will see you again next week at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to follow us on all social media at Platform Prodco, for more. And we will see you next time.